Greetings from the... No. No. No, it's a bad start. It's a bad <laughs> Wrong, start. Don't like it. Uh, Matthew, uh, welcome to our introduction section. Yeah, this is yeah welcome to the... <laughs> the part where we <laughs> stumble over ourselves about 15 times. Well, that's it. That's that sorted. Um... <laughs> Burnout. How to find your niche, your niche, or your niche? No one says niche. Ah, oh, Brendan Hutchins. Um, it feels like it's been a week since I've seen you. Hello. Yeah, and I don't think we're even seeing each other. <laughs> hey, Mark Stedman. Ah, podium. it's podium, not pedant. Matt. No. Welcome, Matthew Passy. Hello, gentlemen. And and now now the uh, the podcast name is Causecasts. Causepods. Causepods. I already. Oh, I already had the wrong one in my. I head. had to update it. Well, we're, we're delighted to have you on the show today uh, to talk about, uh, this is the second part in our burnout series, uh, and we're going to talk about like gaps in the market and, and finding your niche and, and uh, how, to, how to find where to be in the podcast sphere now that things are really taken off and, and everybody wants to podcast. Just like, you know, 10 years ago, everybody played guitar. Um, <laughs> I played guitar. Now, Very poorly. Now it's the cool thing to do. <laughs> yeah, me too. I never had the patience to learn. I could play the opening riff of Wish You Were Here. That's about it. Boom. When, you're, when, when you want to create a podcast, do you do it for the sole purpose of filling a void that is in the market? Or are you trying to um, make a podcast for yourself? Or do you try to kind of bridge the gap between those two do you do you think like oh there is this thing that i really want that i don't see anywhere and then hence <laughs> try and fill that market oh i'm 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 always driven crazy by the people who say i really want to start a podcast but i don't know what to do it on i know i i don't want those people podcasting what i'd rather <laughs> see is somebody say <laughs> yeah. bye bye everybody right like i have a unique <laughs> set of skills i have unique information i have unique experience and i want to share that what's the best way to do that and then maybe it's a podcast so i i'm you know then i think you start to ask the question is there a void like is this being done if not mm-hmm. how do i do it differently or you know, maybe as professional podcasters, maybe you say to yourself, like, I'll be honest, when caught with cause pods, that was more of a, I was thinking about a way to do something altruistic and all of a sudden I was like, oh, I don't think anybody's talking about this. I'll go ahead and do that. But I mean, yeah, it's, it's my job to help people make podcasts. So yeah, I, I have to think to myself like, oh, what kind of podcast could I be making? This one just sort of came to mind but for the most part i hate when i hate like if somebody calls me up as a client and says i want to start a podcast i just don't know what it's about i immediately say call me or well lose my number is typically what i might say to them <laughs> i fear that i might fall into that realm of of uh wanting to create a podcast for the podcast so, so many times uh, <laughs> that was my that was that was my first <laughs> podcast genuinely and i think it comes to us all well, and how many of those podcasts succeed is the question. Oh, God, no, no. Let's not, let's not play that game. None of them. <laughs> well, that's, and that's the point. Like, if you're doing, if, you're, if your mission is, I want a podcast, I don't know what it's about, yeah. your chances of success are terrible. Whereas For if sure. you're super passionate and knowledgeable about something and then podcasting makes sense, you're probably going to succeed because you, you've got something to say. Yes, absolutely. I, w- I would also add to that. I think if you're listening to a podcast and you're thinking, I could do that. I've got two friends. Um, 
Ugh. and we can talk yeah yeah then then also i think i think the same applies i think yeah. unless you've got two friends and you're talking about a very specific thing um then I, yeah i think yeah and i again like i talked i think last time about um a show that i did that uh, i wasn't super sure about at the time and then it ended up not being like i don't look back on it as being as being something that i'm proud of i did it every sunday night for um god uh i don't know 18 months and it wasn't very good and it's because it was essentially a me too not a hashtag me too it was a um <laughs> it was a me also <laughs> um yeah. it was you know it was <laughs> <laughs> hashtag also podcast hashtag hashtag also pod um it was it was an also ran uh, like it, you know it really was it was a, a response yeah. to oh there are those two funny guys i am probably Funny, funny. In, I mean, I can not funny, not necessarily yeah. funny, but I'm I'm at least engaging and interesting. I mean, okay, not interesting, but uh, uh, I want an audience, and that's basically what the answer being. Yeah, definitely. W- one thing that I've always tried to focus on is like I might ha- not have the most original idea or or aspirations, but I want to make it at least different than anything else I've heard on the market. Yes, like have some sort of thing that makes it unique and and special for some reason and then and then fill a void with that well but you qualify that by saying anything i've heard that's true there's that's six hundred thousand podcasts <laughs> so i mean have you heard all of them <laughs> uh, no I'm, I'm trying to get there <laughs> <laughs> actually i'm not and that's not to say that people aren't constantly creating new and unique stuff but you know yeah it, it if you're if you have blinders on and tunnel vision and you know you only have a select you know sample of what you listen to there's a good chance somebody else is doing it yeah but right, there's still a chance you could do it better. Oh God, there's a lot of people who could do it better than what's out there in a lot of respects. <laughs> it's really true. <laughs> a lot of there could be a lot of betters. I have a lot of clients who are like, yeah, so and so does this. It's not very good. I can do it better. I'm like, all right, let's do this. Let's take them on. Yeah, I mean there are, there are more than one. There's more than one band in each genre of music. What? <laughs> I I know. Whoa, whoa, whoa! It's not whoa, just whoa, fish. Whoa, whoa. There's also. <laughs> I've got to go. I've got to. I've got to go explore this. I don't understand what you're doing. There's talking also about. Dave Matthews Band. Um, I don't know why I picked those examples. Um, but yeah, like you're listening to too much ATP. <laughs> I think that's probably what it is. I tried listening to fish. Anyway, all all of that's to say, like, I think if you've got your your take on something, I think there's. There's a degree to which you 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 are going to end up vanity casting, but I think you, you there is a line there that you can steer to say, yeah, okay, this kind of subject matter has been covered, but not necessarily with this particular voice, um, and that might be you know someone with my background covering this particular topic. I mean, one of the uh, examples from last year's uh, Gimlet competition, which I I actually thought would win. Um, was the um, show about uh, about black people and money. And there's been shows about mm-hmm. money before, but they usually buy white dudes. And so right. you're taking the, effectively the same thing, but but a very, very different topic and very different attitudes to money and, and, and or potentially, anyway, just judging on that first episode. It's funny. I know a guy who does a show about black people and money. Ah, well, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, so like ju- just taking that, you, you can absolutely take a, a subject matter that's that's been already done and and, and bring a new bring a new spin on it yeah when we so we're, we're talking about filling a gap and what at the risk of sounding like this is a dumb question uh, in just in the way I'm gonna phrase it but what does that mean because mm. 
Mm-hmm. Are we talking about filling a specific commercial market? Are we just talking about a a topic that hasn't been covered? What does Matthew Passy think uh, a, a gap is? And and yeah, <laughs> I I think the gap is it comes from not the producer side, but from the consumer side. Like what you're really filling is a set of needs that consumers aren't being that are not being fulfilled for the consumer by the listener. Mm-hmm. So right, there's a show about, you know, black people and money. But, you know, maybe that's a show that is too um too formal. You know, maybe it's from someone who is super professional, you know, 20 million dollars under management, you know, talks to high income earners, but that doesn't necessarily appeal to every black person who, you know, maybe doesn't make over a hundred thousand dollars a year in salary. So the question isn't necessarily, you know, what content doesn't exist, but whose needs aren't being taken care of. I think that's the better way to approach whether or not gaps are being filled. So, right. Is there a podcast for middle income black families in America? Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's a few, but like, that like maybe that's the gap that hasn't been filled. So I, I would think about it less about what do you want to produce and more about whose needs aren't being met by a podcast. And should those needs um I mean it, it may depend on how you're intending to make the show, but you know, I, I think a lot of the time on on bitrate we are talking to and thinking about sort of mainly grassroots people, the people that are are gonna start without advertising and, and trying to work their their way up. Um do you think then that we should, as small grassroots producers or content makers, be making podcasts that fit our gaps, uh, the gaps that we see that we feel, or is there an argument that we should actually go out and fill, effectively fill someone else's gap, if you know what I mean? Sort of see that gap in the market, think, mm-hmm. it doesn't address my need, but I can see that it addresses a market need. Is there... It, it, can that be done and can it be done authentically and does that matter? I think, well, yeah, I mean, can it be done? Sure. Can it be done authentically? Eh, <laughs> probably not. Yeah. Um, I, and I think to your point, like, I think the independent grassroots podcaster has to be the one to fill those smaller, tighter niches that are yeah. open in the market because the larger players, like a Gimlet Media is not going to make a podcast that is appropriate for a thousand people because Mm -hmm. they're still a money-making operation like they still have to find mass audiences for them to be successful whereas you could be successful again let's go back to the uh middle income black family money podcast and not to say that this population is small but like that podcaster could be successful with a thousand listeners if you know a hundred of those people then call this guy up and say hey i want you to be my financial planner my financial advisor or you know I want to buy your book or something like that. So I think, yeah, it's, it is becoming on the grassroots podcasters to be the first to fill those gaps, fill those niches, um, and then grow from there and then maybe see their niches expand, see their potential audience grow. You know, there's the guy in the States, Glenn the Geek, who has the Horse Radio Network, who, you know, started with a small idea. I'm going to talk to other people who have horses. And now he has a network of hmm. 15 shows or something like that and millions and millions of downloads and, you know, probably I, I think millions of dollars in revenue i i could be exaggerating a little bit if not let's let's give him the credit and say he has a million in revenue but like <laughs> he started with a small niche and built out from there and he's super successful doing that so yeah i think you absolutely have to do be that way as the grassroots one 
so how does one plan to fill a gap? How do you, how do you prepare to like, how do you, do you research what, what areas are not being filled and, uh, and if so, how does one do that? No, I mean, again, I think that's coming, that's the approach coming from the, I want a podcast. I don't know what to do it on. Yeah, that's true. I think it, it, it's more, it's going to be more successful, more authentic. If there's a person who recognizes that they serve a community mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like, you know, all right. One example, one of my clients came to me is like, you know, Hey, I, um, I teach chess and there's a few chess podcasts out there, but hmm. you know, they really, they talk to this group and they talk to this group. No one's really talking to this specific audience of chess folks. And, um, I want to fill that need. And so he went ahead and did it and he's been massively successful doing so. Um, you know, he doesn't get a hundred thousand downloads per episode, but he got way more than both of us anticipated him getting his product is in high demand and publishers and other folks in the space have given him lots of accolades for tackling a, a gap filling a void that wasn't there. And it's all because he was uniquely positioned and happened to be a podcast consumer and thought, why isn't anybody doing this? Why don't I do it? And so that's what he did. You were talking about casting call from Gimlet, and um, the the one that actually did win was was the podcast about multi level marketing. Yeah, uh, and I was wondering if either of you had listened to the Dream podcast. Nope. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a different podcast about multi level marketing. One of the producers of the show goes into an MLM, uh, signs up for it. You know, goes to a seminar about it, and and uh, like reports from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they also do a bunch of other investigative journalism into uh, MLM's ties to uh, the U.S. government, Ooh. and it is a wild ride. It is mm. uh, it, it, it's, it goes over over decades and multiple administrations, and the conspiracy is deep in this one, and it's is so good. It is worth the time is the mlm scientology <laughs> yes yes it, it is very much so an mlm uh, masquerading as a religion it is just like i mean yeah there's a lot of actually comparisons between uh different churches and um the different companies that they cover for sure so there's my uh there's my uh uh suggestion for mark's next favorite podcast <laughs> <laughs> there you go lovely um one of the reasons that i've uh certainly pod faded before is because I know that the show isn't getting the traction that I wanted it to, and that's almost always because it hasn't been it hasn't appealed to a specific niche. Uh, an old uh, a friend of mine who's been in radio for a long time um, called it the so what factor. It's like, yeah, you've you, you're talking about this, so what? Mm-hmm. Also, no one wants to. Um, Comedy Bang Bang branded itself jokingly for a while, the show where we talk to interesting people, because that's a terrible um, tagline. <laughs> so, when we talk about um, burnout in terms of having difficulty finding that niche or sticking with that niche or, or talking to that niche, um, can you, uh, Matthew, like, are there any specific things that you've dealt with, um, with either starting a smaller podcast or uh, a very niche podcast? What have been the challenges that have made you sort of think, you know what, I'm close to throwing in the towel on this one? Um, 
Well, I mean, I've, I've thrown in the towel on a few podcasts and like you said, most of it comes from the fact that they're just not going anywhere. So what's your, what's your definition of going anywhere? Mm-hmm. You know, I, so many podcasts that I've launched both for myself and for others, like they kind of get the like obligatory 80 to a hundred downloads per episode. And to me that says that so many of them get that kind of number that says that like, it's mostly bots and BS mm-hmm. and you know, Oh mom subscribe, <laughs> but she doesn't actually listen. Like, you know, it auto downloads for a few weeks, but, but that's all it does. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no engagement. You know, you ask people to email, tweet, you follow, whatever, mm-hmm. nothing happens. Mm-hmm. You post, you know, relentlessly on social media and ask people to download and you get, you know, maybe you get more likes and follows and hearts and retweets, but you don't see any engagement in the podcast. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. just, it's just clear that you're not making an impact mm-hmm. in anybody's life. Um, and so, you know, I had, I did a show with a buddy of mine before I was doing this uh, on my own professionally and we were doing it mostly for ourselves. Like he wound up moving across the country. So like, Oh, we'll do a podcast and that'll be a great way to stay in touch. And then uh, life got in the way. And so we, we dropped it and we're like, okay, whatever. No biggie. We don't care. Um, and then I did one when I first started my business called pot up. And that was, again, just wasn't going anywhere. Um, wasn't getting any traction. Certainly wasn't helping me with my business. So I didn't put the time or effort into it because I, I had business to work on. Mm-hmm. And then the, the one that I, that I probably was getting the most traction on, um, was the pod to pod podcast that I did. Yeah. Um, in fact, I think Mark, that's how we met in the first place was, it was. Uh, we featured Podian on there. Um, and that one was actually doing pretty well. I mean, for the industry that we talked to for the, the potential audience that's out there, like the numbers were pretty good actually. Um, but then my kids were born and, I said to everyone, I was like, look, I'm going to take the summer off because, you know, I've got twins now and mm-hmm. I've got to keep, you know, I've got to earn more money because these two want to eat a lot and they're going to poop a lot. So <laughs> sorry. And then truthfully, like after the summer, I just, I, I didn't, I didn't feel it. Like I didn't have the passion for it anymore. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that important to me because to your point, I was like, so what? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I thought that others were coming into the space and doing a better job of, reporting on the podcasting industry, talking to the podcasting industry. And truly I was selfish in my desire to do the podcast anyway. Um, it was pretty much like, I just wanted my own vehicle for, uh, talking to people and getting access to folks. Like it was great. Like, Oh cool. Guy who owns a podcasting hosting company is going to talk to me because I have a podcast. (laughs) Sweet. You know, the guys who created the mixed pre six are willing to do a podcast with me because I podcast like awesome. I didn't care who listened. I just had an excuse to talk to really cool mm-hmm. people. So yeah, um, that really led to the burnout uh, for me in a lot of cases. And I think, I think that's the, you know, that's the reason why a lot of people fade is because they lose the passion for it. They are not seeing the results, whether that's, you know, purely download driven or if there are other places that, they are looking for a return on investment, whether it's new business, new listeners, uh, uh, new followers, I should say, mm-hmm. you know, new email subscribers, whatever that might be, um, or they're just not seeing any engagement. And so, it, yeah, it, yeah, or somebody else is coming along and doing it better. Like, eh, what? Like, I, I'm. This is just not worth my energy anymore. Um, yeah, that's a really great way to articulate uh, at least how I felt. Like for me, the download numbers have never. Like they, they've been a, a nice treat. Like it's a little bit of icing on the cake 
for the, to me, the fun part is making the podcast, having the download numbers go up every, you know, episode is, is, is fun, you know, as an extra little bonus. But I think you're right. Like the engagement is really the part where it makes it or breaks how long you can really do something. If you're keep putting that out there and it's, it, you just don't, it, you don't seem to be making an impact. Like you said, um, that can definitely just like, what am I doing this for? Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's okay. I mean, yeah, there's the, one of the greatest things about podcasting is that it is such a low barrier to entry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anybody can do it. And of course that barrier to entry has gotten even lower with the introduction of things like anchor. Yeah. The problem with podcasting is anybody can do <laughs> it because the barrier to entry is so low. And so it's so easy for people to just throw something out there and see, you know, for fun, for get, for a laugh, for goofs, because, you know, as we said in the beginning, oh, I want to start a podcast. I don't know why, but I want to start one, you know, because people are convinced that podcasting is some get, you know, automatic, get rich quick scheme that, you know, it will automatically lead to fame and fortune because it's led to fame and fortune for a select few people. It's, it's not, it's work. It's work like anything else. And so mm-hmm. if you're not going to dedicate real man hours to it or woman hours, person hours, um, mm-hmm. if you're not going to dedicate resources to it, if you're not passionate about it, um, if at the end of the day, you just, you're going through the motions, then yeah, it's probably time to step away and that's okay. Yep. That makes sense. Oh yeah. I feel like I'm in a therapy session. This is, this is <laughs> well, and that's the last episode of Bitrate. Everyone. Thanks for enjoying us. <laughs> well, yeah. like, no, I'm kidding. Well, I, I don't know. Um, these are genuinely issues that I've dealt with. Um, and, and same. Yeah. Um, but I think having someone articulate, maybe you're just going through the motions and it's okay to stop. And more importantly, you don't have to move to the next one mm-hmm. is, uh, yeah. I mean, really great advice. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to have a podcast. You're not entitled to one either. No, like, oh, no, it's okay. No, indeed. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's okay that, that people don't hear your voice um, all of the time. One of the, like, it's, it's interesting that hearing you talk about one of the great of, Selfish reasons to have a podcast is you get to talk to interesting people. Yeah. Oh, hell's yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm doing a private uh, project at the moment, and it just occurred to me that, God, you know what? I actually could do a podcast where I talk to people who were doing the same thing, but who are doing it professionally or doing it better than me, and would probably talk to me because people who do things like to talk about things. And that could be a really great way of me just cribbing uh, off them and just like learning their tips and tricks, which is actually how a lot of good podcasts genuinely start. I think um, mm-hmm. there's there's one which is finally finding uh, some some footing in terms of ad um, revenue is a show called The Comedian's Comedian. Yeah, and that was basically a um, this will sound unkind and I don't mean it to, but a middling successful comic. Um, sort of an like a very good comic, but like not a household name by any stretch. Um, but he would just go and interview comics, and he, he you know he's interviewed one of my favourites, Brian Regan, oh, and, and introduced funny. him to a UK audience who like no one knows. Um, you know, even my friends who are interested in stand up like didn't know who Brian Regan was. But you know, he would go and interview big big names, um, and he's his career has gone you know from strength to strength and he's learned these different things and he's learned different techniques and i find that a really interesting way there's a there's a purity in that sense to actually doing it for a 
particular reason that is not about trying to get the download numbers because actually in a way the podcast is actually just a foil it's sort of just the mechanism by which you selfishly get your betters if you like to come and tell you how to do things well i mean there's there's a lot of comedians who most comedians who have a podcast are mid you know meddling like they're not famous comedians like the top comedians don't need a podcast right it's very true. But the smaller folks, you know, Mark Marin was a somewhat no-name comedian until he became one of the most popular podcasters in the world. Joe Rogan was a <laughs> TV show <laughs> B C level actor, yeah, TV personality who, you know, now has become one of the most important voices of uh, you know, of this generation because of his podcast. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very common that mid to lower level status talent in any field uses a podcast to elevate themselves and to your other point about using the podcast as a sort of networking tool. i mean one of my most successful clients he started by saying he's like look i don't really even care if i grow my twitter followers i don't care if i bring a new business there are these people in my industry who i want to talk to and if i call them up and say hey can i talk to you for an hour they're gonna go <laughs> who the hell are you and why am i gonna spend an hour on the phone with you no get bent <laughs> right yeah. but but if i approach these people and i say i like to have you on my podcast they'll go "Ooh," yep. and he turned you know what was going to be like a like a three to eight episode test into 116 episodes and over 5 million downloads easily because he had a genuine passion and curiosity and he just rolled with it. So my, my, I'm, I'm in absolutely two minds at the moment because, you know, I've already promised myself I'm not going to start a new show uh, and I'm not, I'm not seriously <laughs> thinking about starting a new show. Certainly not now. Um, it's like, it's like budget deficit. Like you can't start a new show until you lose. Yeah, no, like, genuinely. You know, the oh, the ledger has to be if only absolutely. To yeah. That. Like I, I'm Brendan, it comes to us all, mate. I'm finally, I'm finally at that point. Uh, it's just that I know that Beware of the Leopard, you know, it, it will end this year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and so genuinely there, like on one hand, I'm thinking, actually, this could be really good. I could speak to people who were doing this. I mean, I don't have to keep the hobby a secret. I'm writing a children's book. Oh, and so I cool. could speak to other children's authors and, uh, you know, and, and actually start getting some some you know ideas and finding out what they did blah, blah blah that'd be lovely but then the the bit of my brain that knows what burnout feels like and i wonder if you know either of you can speak to this um is it's a treadmill uh finding guests every week um yeah. And, you know, maybe there's a technique for, for preloading and starting way in advance. So you've got plenty of buffer time. I don't know, but that's the thing that fills me with the fear. So two things. One, yes. Commonly, the success of podcasts are consistently. And if you want to be yeah. consistent, weekly is the best frequency to go. But why do you have to do it every week if you're doing it for yourself? Mm. Yep. Like, for example, I, I ideally, I wanted CausePods to be a weekly thing. Mm-hmm. I really did. And I tried. I worked hard to get a large stock of people worked up in advance and planned ahead and blah, 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 blah. There just aren't that many people that I could talk to for this podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I got to, and like, one, I got to a spot where, one, I had to change the name and that led to a big delay. Two, the holidays came around. That led to a delay. Three, the people who I wanted to talk to were like, yeah, I'd love to do that, but I can't do it for blah, blah, blah. Like, we just couldn't connect for months. So you know what I did? I didn't publish an episode that week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's okay. Mm-hmm. The, like, I'm not looking, again, I'm not looking for this podcast to necessarily become a million download podcast and put my name on the, on the you know, on the globe through it. <laughs> I'm doing it because it's an interesting topic to me. I'm learning about the space a little bit. 
I think in doing this, I've been able to network with a few people who I haven't been able to network with before. Um, and hopefully I can use it to, you know, do a little bit of good in the world. But if it doesn't come out every week, so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, now, now again, if a client comes to me and says, I want to get to 20,000 downloads a week, I'm going to turn to them and say like, well, you've got to put one out every week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Like if your goal, if your goal is growth, then yeah, this is what you have to do to grow. If your goal is you need to learn, you need to network, like this is your personal journey and you just happen to want to share it with people. Don't kill yourself over that. Yeah. Those are really good points. Uh, yeah, for me, like the pressure of sticking to that, like I, I have too many other things to be able to make sure that I hit that weekly new episode. Um, although I, I definitely do appreciate the podcasts that do stick to the weekly episode. I also appreciate the podcasts that only put out an episode when they're ready and not just make an episode for episode's sake. Here's an episode to tell you that we don't have an episode this week. <laughs> oh my gosh. I really don't like those. <laughs> you get your hopes up that this is going to be a new episode and it's like, Oh, I'm just uh, letting you know that uh, I can't make it this week. Oh, come on. I don't mind those as much as, as the ones that say we haven't got an episode this week. So here's one from last year <sighs> that you've already heard or uh, one that is a, a unique frustration for my, my friend, John, when he goes running is, um, uh, we haven't got a podcast this week, but here's a completely unrelated show that you didn't subscribe to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let me tell you about that. That The Daily did that once. The New York Times one. Mm, uh-huh. I I don't mind when people throw other podcasts in their feed as a promotional tool. Like, yeah. hey, the good folks at The Daily, we're producing a new podcast. We're going to send a sample in your yeah. feed. Like, cool. This is your feed. You do what you want with it. But they substituted an episode that day. And I was like, no, no. Yep. I still want my yep. news, MFers. <laughs> and don't you dare drop this garbage on me. Like, this is a te- mm-hmm. one. Like, I was so upset that I never gave that show a shot. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if that show exists anymore. <laughs> yeah. One, one that does it really well is uh, 99% Invisible. They drop, like, every, you know, probably once a month, they'll drop somebody else's podcast right in the feed. But they'll do it with an interview surrounding it. So it's not just the episode. They'll add more content to it which I always like. And if you're, and if a podcast is going to drop an old episode in, like sometimes reply all does this, they'll tack on an addendum at the end, giving you an update on what's new or different about it. Um, I think uh, like planet money does that sometimes where they update, like things have happened since we reported this or whatever. Yeah. And that's always nice. Um, and it's also especially nice when they give you the time code of where you can skip to. So you don't have to <laughs> listen to the episode again or skip around. Well, reply all reply all, bums me out because that's a professional know, organization. Right? They can't put out an episode every week. Come on. Come on, man. How many people work there? Yeah, I know. It's so. And baffling. I enjoy your yes, yes, no's, but like that should be a bonus. That shouldn't be in lieu of a real episode. Yeah, I agree. When they're on their game, they are incredible. Oh, but they phenomenal. Have been, yep. They have not been on their game for like a year. I mean, they, they did that. They did that superb thing in India, uh, which was wonderful. Uh, and that was. Yeah. Yeah. That was really good. Well, and I thought the one about the police computer in New York was also fascinating. They have a lot of really great reporting, for sure. Yes, uh, yeah, and and it, when when they're on it, they're, they're better. But yeah, they have become a bit of a, a a bit of a joke in in the sense that there are so many people, and they they do seem to find it very hard to make a podcast now. Bless them, mm-hmm. um, and whether it's just because 
the, you know, the, the, the condescending part of me wants to say, well, that's just because they're too busy focusing on making shows with <laughs> movie stars and not actually doing what they were originally intended for. But they're also a company they get to do what they want. And also, I mean, the topics they tackle, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a good reporting. Like, that's not easy. This feels like the the perfect environment where I can uh, rant about another thing about Reply All. Okay, so back in the day when they first started, when they first came to Gimlet, there was an episode, I think it was of Reply All, it might have been of Startup, where they talked about making sure that they were comfortable with the ads mm. that were on. They didn't want to do like these host-read ads that they were uncomfortable with, and they weren't sure like about all the different aspects of this and that. It was on Startup. It, it was the lads on Reply All talking mm. on Startup, yes. Yeah. Uh, the At least the last episode, if not the last two episodes, have had ads for Facebook. Mm. Well, Facebook or the Facebook show? Uh, I don't remember. But so, I mean, the Facebook, the, the new Facebook podcast, yeah, it's still a part of Facebook. <laughs> well, but I mean, but like, are the hosts reading it or is it one of their producers reading it? Uh, it was read by, it was read by one of the producers. It wasn't the hosts. I mean, at the same time, like, they've got to make money. Like, your your moral yes. grounds are fantastic, but <laughs> we know you still have to make money. You have investors. Like, we're not stupid. Yeah, that's true. I, I wanted to answer your question, Mark, and it's it's good. oh uh, guests uh, being burnt out from oh yeah uh, scheduling guests and stuff. I uh, I was actually just thinking this when because um, with you, Matthew, we were um, having a little bit of trouble getting a hold of you, and they didn't really want me. We just didn't try hard enough. That's all it was. <laughs> no, yeah, it was slackers. Um, and so yeah, Mark had said me that he 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 couldn't get a hold of you, and so I I messaged you on on Twitter, which he is now off of, <laughs> uh, and. We were able to get a hold of you. And I was just thinking like, you know, sometimes this, this scheduling thing actually comes to me really well. Like I, I booked yeah. the next uh, three guests as well. And, and um, it's actually kind of fun and rewarding. And, and then I, I struggle with, as you can probably tell the actual interview part, the actual talking and asking questions and being able to be articulate uh, is, is much more difficult for me than actually like getting people lined up. You and me both brother. I sat down with Tom Merritt and basically just went, blah, 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 you're good at podcasting. Um, yeah. So no, I, I, I understand, but like you, like you have, and, and I want to know what your, what your special source is because you have always been able to book great guests. And I think a lot of that is because, because you are someone who has legitimately lived in this space for a long time and carries credence and um, you have a lot of goodwill and cachet um, th- and so people are happy to talk to you. Um, and I think that is one of the things that speaks to our overall topic. So one of the... Um, one of the things that I, I might write if I'm or, or, or say to people out loud is like a good way to promote your podcast is is using social media, using things like Reddit, uh, the subreddits that are related to your topic. But mm-hmm. to, I think to a, to a very large degree, if you're already already a fan of that stuff, you should probably already have been in those forums anyway. You shouldn't yep. really be popping in and saying hello, everyone. Right. I have a podcast. Yep. I mean, I'm like, I'm not a big forum user. I've always, uh, I, I find people to be a problem. Um, <laughs> and so I, I, I haven't necessarily used forums, but like I made a show that is a thing that I'm a fan of. And so that made it super easy to know, okay, well, I, I talk to these people um, and I go to this specific place and okay, I am popping in for the first time and saying, you know, this is a show, this is the thing I love, but I, I, already speak the language and I carry uh, weight um, because I know the obscure lines and I'm not just going to say, 
oh dolphins 42 uh you know life of the universe and everything like i can i can quote some obscure stuff um and i think one of the reasons that you can schedule guests well is because you know the space well and you know more importantly you know the people in the space well because you connect and you spend a lot of your time connecting i think that is a huge factor is the amount of time you spend being a person um in that space before you spend that time being a podcaster yeah for sure i uh, was talking with one um i uh, a client i guess we could say about the kind of helping coaching them about where to post their podcasts and where to market and where to engage. And we were talking about Reddit and he had gotten on there. He'd come back to me a couple of days later and was like, man, I, I don't know. I can't, I can't post. It won't always let me oh, like yeah. uh, do multiple posts and this and that. And I'm like, you, you gotta, you gotta learn how to use Reddit. I guess first, like you can't just never have gone on there and, and then start, posting you gotta be a member of the community you can't just um barge your way in throw your spam around and, <laughs> and expect people to want to just eat it up and yeah. engage with it and, and stuff so yeah you, yeah you really have to be a part of the community to to make that uh work well so um how does that work with with cause pods then um is that because you already new uh you know because obviously matthew you talked about there are only sort of finite people that, that you can speak to uh at this at this moment um is that because of the, the breadth of people that you've already spoken to that you know in in your sort of mental rolodex are well these these people that i've worked with or these people that i know um podcast about this particular topic or were you going and finding fresh meat as it were and no, it had to be fresh meat. I didn't know anybody in the space. Oh, that was okay. sort of why I was intrigued by it because I don't think we we talk about it enough. And honestly, like searching the profit nonprofit category of iTunes, mm. the 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 ranking there is mostly shows that are old and mm -hmm. no longer publishing. Like it's a mm -hmm. it's a pretty dead space. So I was I was kind of hoping that I'd be able to raise some awareness for the space in in focusing on it. But yeah, I don't know anybody who was doing this beforehand. No. Um I, you know, I've had to go out there and sort of figure it out on my own and I take as many suggestions from people as I can and I did a lot of networking at podcast movement this past year to get on uh to get folks for the show, but um part of the problem is I can't find them. Part of, I don't know them and a lot of them even if they have shows they they don't go very well cuz it's a very difficult space to succeed in and especially if you're a nonprofit, um you know time and resources are valuable to you and if you're doing something that's not benefiting the organization that's benefiting your cause you, know, you have to sort of uh cut it and, mm -hmm. and, and move on so um i guess there's a lot of pod faders in in the cause pod industry so to speak i would love to hear about the uh the the cause of you having to change your podcast name and how that all came about yeah no so i mean I, the reason Causecast even came around one day is I was thinking about it like, oh, I wonder if I did a podcast about that. Did some research. Causecast.org was a URL that was available. It's like, huh. So I bought that. I sat on it for months, months, maybe even a year. Finally, one day I decided I'm going to go ahead and do it. Uh, and I started a podcast and there had been a Causecast. But I was like, oh, they're not podcasting. This shouldn't really be a big deal. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But Causecast was available. So I was like, I don't do it. One day after maybe 10 episodes came out, I got a very nice letter said, Hey, I love what you're doing. Um, but you're kind of infringing on our trademark that we've had mm. for about 12 years. <laughs> Whoa. And honestly, I was like, 
you know what? I'm not making a cent off cause pause. In fact, I'm investing my own money into it because it's kind of like my, yep. what I consider my like nonprofit arm of my podcasting business. I'm like, you know what? I appreciate your kind words and how gentle you were about this. And I'm going to change the name. Mm-hmm. No problem. Um, so again, I went back and I, I bought, I actually went up buying four different domains cause I wanted to like get the process moving, but mm-hmm. I didn't want to lose any of them. So I bought four, um, shared the ideas with my wife and we both sort of agreed that out of the four, this was the only one that was a suitable, um, replacement. Do you want to tell us a bit about um, uh, Matthew Passy, the podcast consultant? So, yeah, no, I would love to. So I got laid off from a radio and podcasting job at the end of 2014 and didn't know what the hell I was going to do next. Um, And in the meantime, a few people that I worked with like, hey, we want to, you know, we enjoyed podcasting with you. Can we keep doing that? And I was like, yeah, why not? I've got a computer. I'll, I'll try and do it from home. No problem. Um, so I started to do it part-time just as a way to make some money while I was thinking about what my other options were going to be. Um, and fast forward four years later and it's turned into a full-time job. I, I never realized the, I mean, I knew that podcasting was growing. I knew that there was some potential here, but I didn't think that personally I could build a, a sustainable business out of it or that even there was enough demand for these kinds of services. But you know, as we've learned, there's a lot of people with great content, great messaging, great branding, great networking that needs to be done. Um, and so basically I've, I've turned this experience that I had and now it's turned into a passion into a full-time job. And so awesome. if you're someone who's looking to start a podcast, if you need help with the current podcast that you're producing, um, I'm, you know, hopefully I can help you with launch production, promoting, um, maybe some profiting. Uh, the other thing I've been doing lately is folks who have already launched a podcast with, that didn't have some professional help and they're like, you know, we, we tried to launch a podcast and now we want to take it seriously, but we think we don't know what we're doing. Um, <laughs> I've done, I do something called auditmypodcast.com and I'll literally take a look at your show and your SEO and your display and your marketing and be like, not bad. Here's everything you're doing wrong, but not bad. Um, and so like I try and help folks who launched a podcast with that help straighten out the ship and get them to a place where they can, you know, take it to that next level. I would um, highly recommend that service. Uh, I've, I've been lucky enough to uh, uh, be given some of um, Matthew's ge- wisdom very, very generously. Um, and uh, it, you know, it, it was invaluable for me to, to figure out, yep, I'm, I sort of knew the stuff that I was doing wrong, but it's been really great to be told it and to be told it sort of bluntly but not rudely. Like, you know, look, this is this is where you're going wrong. Um, this is what you need to be doing. And now he's listening to Dave Matthews Band, as I suggested. <laughs> exactly. Bitrate is presented and produced by Brandon Hutchins and Mark Stedman. Thanks to this week's guest, podcast consultant, Matthew Passy. Find links and show notes at bitratepod.com and join us for our next discussion with Pacific Content Stan Meisner. This podcast is produced by Podient. To find out more, visit podientproductions.com.